What is up, everyone? Good evening um, to those tuning in. I am Mr. Carvin. Welcome to Universal True Sanctum Radio. And um, you know, I just I just wanted to uh, you know, I guess check in, you know, or check to see how y'all was doing. How how was y'all money? I mean, <laughs> okay, we gonna go with that. How was your, your money? You know, how did that go? Is it fluctuating? Nice. Is it having problems? But uh, I really meant to ask too. <laughs> um, how was your Monday? Here we go. How was your Monday? Did you uh, let it get to you? Did you beat it? You know, did you make it through the day? Because I know most of y'all be complaining about Monday and the rigors of it and uh, all that. But you know, you. I mean, truth be told, you control your um, your day and, uh, you know, what you want to, uh, you know, deal with when it comes to Monday, whether that be the job, whether that be family, um, you know, etc. But, um, yeah, I just, like I said, I wanted to drop in and, and just talk for a couple minutes. Uh, I think I'm going to read from a book or two, uh, just a little little pages uh, from one is from post-traumatic slave syndrome is by uh, my my girl uh, Joy DeGry and um, the other book I'm gonna try to figure it out because like I got some books here um, but I have to see what's what what I want to read from um, but I know I, I mean I'm gonna try to touch on some things uh, as far as the book is concerned like, uh, I want to, um, you know, just get y'all take on, you know, um, you know, um, the book, um, what, what type of books do y'all read, you know, that type of thing, but, uh, stay tuned. So getting straight into it, I'm just going to uh, read out this book, uh, like I said, Post-Traumatic uh, Slave Syndrome, and I'm going to read, um, the particular chapter I'm going to read out of is uh, chapter 5, it's called Slavery's Children, and um, by the way, I just wanted to say that this book is very informative, I think um, I would recommend it to anyone, um, it's by Joy DeGraw, like I said in the bio, um, and you know, like I said, it's, it's a great book. But getting straight into it, I'm gonna read "Who Are We," and I'm gonna read uh, "Media's Contribution to Our Self-Image." So, uh, here I go. At one time, we have been considered chattel and another slaves. We have been indentured, I'm sorry, servants, and we have been sharecroppers. We have been called darkies, niggers, excuse my language, niggers, <laughs> negroes, colored, black. Afro-American, the intercultural, cultural co- I mean, cola, coagulism, uh, nigga, and most recently, African-Americans. Each uh, designation has a historical link that carries with it perceptions of ourselves and of our group. Who or what we perceive ourselves to be is influenced by those in our immediate environment that confirm and reinforce 
us their perspectives and their invariably <laughs> our parents, families, and friends play a vital role in helping us form our image of ourselves. Perhaps even more influential are all the sights and sounds we are exposed to on a daily basis in our communities. Our families and communities model us, I mean model for us how to be, who to trust and who to, who to fear, how to work, when and where to play and who to play with. They teach us about power, who has it, and that is almost never done, and how to live, love, and survive without it. As, influ as influential, sorry, as our family and friends and communities are to the formation of our self-concept, often the most influential uh, con contributor um, to what many of us come to understand ourselves to be is our society at large. As expressed by the media barrage, we are exposed to on a daily basis. So that's that part. And then I'm, um, I'm going to read the second part. And then I'm going to give you my insight on that whole thing. So um, this part right here. Um, I marked a couple, you know, little sections uh, so I can come back to it because it's good stuff. But um, this part right here is called uh, Media's Contributions. The Media's Contribution to Our Self-Image. I'm going to get straight into it. Um, so here I go. The media has been a central vehicle for transmitting images to the masses. They control how the images will be displayed as well as who and what will be depicted. The media has been a powerful tool in shaping public perceptions of individuals and specific groups. They market what is susceptible and unacceptable to their consumers, guided by their stakeholders and more significantly, their stockholders. The media images of African Americans are seared into the mental frying pan of its sinus, I mean, center zenry. There we go. Um, swallow whole and eventually go unconsciously down the social gut of America. And what is ingested is really the truth. On the contrary, the more frequently it is a carefully crafted hype designed to inflame and incite controversy, which sells newspapers and further divides Americans, America, America from Americans. There we go. Take the Rodney Kane incident and the ensuing riots as an example. What percentage of those rioting were African American? Most people I, I have asked came up with numbers as high as 90%. This is understandable based on the news covers because television and print media accounts largely presented it as an African-American riot. In reality, more than half of those rioting were Hispanics and the remaining were a mix of whites, Asians, and African-Americans. It is difficult, if not impossible, 
to get an accurate assessment of one's group if we must rely only on the information commonly, commonly available to us. Our schools, literature, and mass media give us an incomplete and oftentimes an, an intentional, I mean, intentional misleading view of who we are as a people. Having been a victim of false settlements by the media, I am ever cognizant of the role media plays and has played in stirring up fear, hatred, and bigotry, manipulating the public in order to increase ratings. Perhaps it is true that violence, controversy, and tragedy sells, but at what cost? The media provides the lens through which we view others, whether people of color, criminals, the poor, police, politicians, or terrorists. More importantly, the media is the lens through which people view themselves. Through the media, individuals with vacant esteem not only recognize their own impotence, but are also shown their group and communities like a power in efficiency. Um, efficiency, there we go. And all of this can occur in a 30 second sound bite. What happens to us and to our children we are told by our parents that we can be, do, and have anything we want. That are, I mean, that we are smart, strong, and able. While at the same time, we are accosted daily with sounds, images, and experiences that tell us otherwise. Referring to a similar contradiction in the book *The Souls of Black Folks* by W. E. D. B. wrote. It is, it is a peculiar sensation, the double consciousness, the sense of always looking at one's self, self through the eyes of others, of one's, I mean, of meaning one's soul by the tape of a world that looks in on amused contempt and pity. One ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two shows. Two thoughts, two unreconciled uh, star starvings, two warning ideas, or two wearing ideas, and one dark body whose dog strength alone keeps it from being tore asunder. asunder. The history of, American, of the American Negro is the history of this strife, this longing to attain self conscious manhood, to merge his double self into a better and truer self. Uh, I'm almost done. I know it's long, but whatever. <laughs> when we are faced with racial prejudice and hip hypocrisy from a hostile, dominant society, and when social inequality and, power and powerlessness come to define our lives, it can have a seriously adverse impact on what we have come to believe ourselves to be. So to sum up um, from that read that I just uh, read, um, I, I mean, first of all, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Second of all, um, it's, it's, it's difficult to classify us as anything really. I mean, we classify as a black, um, but that name was given to us because I like to call 
or, you know, when I see somebody that looks like me, I like to call them, hey, what's up, African, or, you know, or, uh, you know, if they more, I see, like, they got the, um, the, um, I ain't gonna say Khufu, but y'all get what I'm saying, like, this the red thing that Moors wear, um, it'll come to me, um, but I, I used to, you know, I like to be like, peace more, you know, or peace Islam more, um, I mean, but we've been classified as so many things. Uh, the media has tried to um, break us down and uh, put us in a box with all these like names and stuff like that. And I think uh, a lot of times that's unfair because like we we truly define who we are um, by the people that we hang with, um, or you know who we like to classify when we go. Uh, to a religion or whatever it is, but you know, you really define yourself as basically in the nutshell is what I'm saying. Um, secondly, or thirdly, um, the other, um, the other little thing I just read, the media contribution um, to our self-image, um, that that whole read within itself, um, it, it really kind of you know, it, it really kind of gives us, um, it gives you as a black person a a basis um, of what's been going on um, with with the media trying to, uh, you know, trying to paint a paint a bad picture for um, you know black and brown folks, um, and and like how, you know, it, it's it's just how like uh, how every time something happens. Um, they like if we was to save somebody or or do some good deed like it's black and brown folk, um, we don't get the term hero or um, or whatever you think that we should get. We get like good guy or um, that man in the hood or something like that. You know or that black man in the hood or you know some cheesy line like that. And that's that's uh. That's really unfair, but it's just how the media does it, you know, um, you know, when it comes to black and brown folk. And, um, you know, we should be, um, if, if we talk about equality, um, you know, we should get the name that we deserve, you know, or the title that we, we deserve when it's rightly, you know, when we rightly do stuff, you know, as far as like black and brown folk. Um, but that's all I really wanted to say on that, on both of those matters. Like, uh, we just gotta let, like, stop letting the media paint a bad picture for us black and brown folk. And, like, um, you know, as long as we define ourselves and who we truly are, or, you know, once we find ourselves on our, our spiritual journey, then, you know, we get to classify ourselves, uh, as so. But yeah, um, that's really all I wanted to say on that matter. I think I'm gonna try to read one more book. Um, let me let me get something out real quick, and then I'll get back uh, to y'all. Uh, stay tuned. So. Um, 
I hope y'all enjoyed those stories that I read to y'all uh, and learned something. I hope y'all learned something. Um, but I wanted to end this with a poem. It's by Langston Hughes. The the poem is called uh, "The Negro Speaks of Rivers." Uh, so I'm gonna get straight into this poem and read it right now. Uh, it says, "I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood and human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers." I bathed in the Euphrates when dons were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lured me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the signing, I mean the singing of the river of the Mississippi when a Lincoln went down to New Orleans and I seen its muddy, muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. Um, I kind of, you know, that that poem is, uh, you know, um, I, I, I know about Langston Hughes. I read a couple of his poems, but I think that one uh, says a lot when you really think about it. Um, and I, you know. I hope y'all enjoyed that as well. But um, I wanted to end this. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, giving y'all something, you know. And, um, you know, really hope y'all, you know, like always, you know, like I said before, learn something and y'all could take with y'all on y'all journey. Um, I'm going to put my uh, Instagram name where y'all can find me. Um, well, you know. I'm gonna put that in the uh, the description or my bio or you know I'm gonna put it like in this segment, but not in this particular segment. But I'm gonna put it like in the um, you know where you, when you read it, you'll see my Instagram name, um, which you can find me um, on Instagram on Facebook is uh, Alistair Benefi. Um, I'll put my Facebook in there too, um, but. I really, um, we had a good time doing this, so, um, and two, next time, uh, my name is Mr. Carbon, you are, you, um, have been listening to Universal Truth Sanctum Radio, um, hope everybody enjoyed a night, um, get a good book in, you know, um, learn something, keep that mind flowing and going, um, and enjoy y'all, uh, enjoy um, uh, the games that's going on tonight as well. All right, later. Uh, peace and love, y'all.